Good morning, church. Uh, it is amazing to be uh, stood here at my home church, which I've been a part of for almost 18 years. I've been in this church, uh, so yeah, it's nice to be able to preach um, to you guys this Sunday. Um, yeah, some of you might not think I am actually 20. You know, you might be running around playing tag and stuff like that. I am 20. I do have a full-time job. I am almost finished university, uh, but yeah, I do, do want to run around and play tag a little bit sometimes. Um, so yeah, uh, the student ministry, we're having a think as um, Moitira is talking about. Um, we're talking about the idea of firm foundations and having a really, really firm foundation. So we're kind of were thinking about, you know, going back to the basics and, um, you know, really resetting and refocusing. Um, and so in my job, I work um, in Aldi. Um, Al hates the fact that I always talk about Aldi now because I work with Aldi. Um, so I work in e-commerce, so I work in IT. Uh, so when we reset something or restart something, it's a very serious thing. Like you can't just go, oh yeah, let's just switch off. Mom. Like you have to be very like, you know, okay, let's count the cost. Like, what's going to happen if we if we reset this? Like we can't just do it. It's a long process. It takes a bit of time. Uh, and so yeah, it's like I was thinking about that process of actually like rebuilding. So at work, my, my laptop broke. Uh, I don't know what happened to it. It just broke. Uh, and it's interesting because we have an IT department for the IT department who fix the IT stuff. <laughs> I'm not going to go into that, but essentially they uh, they said, okay, Cameron, we're going to rebuild your laptop. And I was like, okay, that sounds a bit, you know, that sounds quite serious. I'm going to restart and rebuild it. Um, and so uh, I was like, okay, cool. Like, uh, so I gave him my laptop and said, right, you're not going to have this for the rest of the day. And I was like, well, what are we going to do now? And it was, it's, it's a long process to actually rebuild something. Uh, and when we rebuild, it's very good to build on firm foundations. Uh, I think it's it's not just for uh, disciples, if you've made Jesus Lord of your life. I think um, you know, that, that's, it's just as important for us to rebuild as disciples, mm-hmm. as if we're not disciples as well, when we need to actually just build. Um, so yeah, I think sometimes you can't be thinking like, you might be look, looking at me thinking, I don't know you, you're telling me I need to rebuild or build, like, well, like who are you? Um, and so, yeah, I think, I think like, we have to understand before we want to rebuild, we have to actually understand that we need rebuilding. Like we actually need to rebuild. Um, when I was thinking about the idea of um, buying a house um, or moving into a house. Uh, you'll go for a viewing and you'll have a look at the house and you're like, wow, this is great. You know, everything looks great. You, you know, everything's good. And then you walk in um, and when you first day you get the keys uh, and like half of the things don't work and you're kind of like, oh, well, this, well that wasn't like that when I looked at it first. <laughs> oh, like, and, you know, we, uh, my family moved in, we moved to our house like a couple of years ago and we, we, we you know, we had the viewings and we thought, you know, we've had a decent look at everything that's going on. Um, and it turns out that once you actually start living and actually start looking at things closely, you actually realise that there's actually a lot more going on <laughs> than you first anticipated. I think it's the same um, with our lives. Um, and so my first point is, oh, that's what we changed. Find and assess. Uh, I think we have to like, find, find, um, find Jesus and assess our lives. Um, and so I think yeah. So if you're if you have to find yourself, that obviously means that you're lost, right? Um, which we don't like the idea of being lost. Like, that's not something we generally like. Um, so I'm quite stubborn. If you know me like well, you might know that I can be quite stubborn, especially when it comes to getting lost. Uh, so I mean, <laughs> I've had the opportunity over the last couple of years where I have to travel quite a bit. Um, so most recently, uh, I drove to, to France, which was really fun. Um, and yeah, so we, we met some of the disciples in, in France. And you got to bear in mind that I can't read French, I can't speak French. I've never been to Paris. I've never been in this certain shopping centre. But I was adamant. I was like, I can 
and find it. I was like, I will find it. Give me the name, I'll find it. Uh, and so I was with one of my friends, Jacob, and myself, Jacob, his um, younger brother, and, and Elliot. And so I was like, Elliot, we'll find it. So I was like, okay, let's go. Uh, and so we must have walked around for about half an hour just looking for it and they kept calling me like oh can John help and I was like nope I'm going to find it I'm very stubborn I'm like I'm not going to ask for help I don't need help um, and it's, it's, it's so interesting how we take us so long to actually admit that we're lost um, so there's a pretty um, funny video that I found so I'm going to play this That could be more than one of them, you don't know. Just admit it. You're lost. What? Just because I'm not necessarily taking the most direct route to get there, you can't just assume that I'm lost. You have no idea where you're at, do you? No, not even a little bit. Seriously, Greg, you know, you have to go through this all the time. Why can't you just pull over and ask for directions when you know you're lost? Because real men don't ask for directions. <laughs> This is when they teach adolescent girls in school that it's not manly to ask for directions. Yes. <laughs> it's also awesome, in the Bible, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you just come in there and ask for directions? Let me just make one more loophole. Oh, seriously, I'm good about this time. <sighs> sure, why not? We'll just drive around all afternoon rather than take two minutes to find out how to get there. There you go, that's a spirit. <laughs> It'll be, it'll be fun. It'll be like a little adventure, like Easy Rider. Just you and me, just cruising around, trying to find ourselves. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they weren't cruising around all day long for IKEA. Didn't last this episode. Just go back somewhere. I'm telling you, I can't do it. Why? Because I look stupid. What is so stupid about asking for direction? Because if I have to ask for direction, that implies that I'm lost. What kind of man gets lost, especially in today's day and age with GPS and iPhones? Got to be a complete moron to be able to find your way. Okay, so the question that needs to be asked: Why aren't you using your iPhone to find your way? Because I can't find that either. <laughs> I'm like, I do not want help. I can find it. I'll, I'll try my best to try and find it. But I think 
for us to actually be able to find ourselves, we have to actually admit that we're lost. And it takes some time for us to actually be like, I'm actually lost, I accept I'm lost. Um, so if you want to turn with me to Luke 15, um, starting on verse 15. Yeah, uh, I've got the on the screen if anyone doesn't have a Bible with them as well. Um, and so, uh, yeah, in, in, in the New Testament, Jesus talked a lot about being lost and you know, being, and him being the shepherd of the flock. Um, so I was going to read this parable. It says, Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he, have, doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbours together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. Um, and if you read on in 10 uh, so suppose a woman has 10 silver coins and loses one doesn't she light, light a lamp sweep the house and search carefully for it until she finds it and when she finds it she calls her friends and neighbours together and says rejoice with me I have found my lost coin in the same way I tell you there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents um, and you know, in, in this uh, passage Jesus mentions a lot about being lost um, he's talking a lot about being lost, and he's, he's actually talking to the to the sinners and the tax collectors. Is how it was coined. Um, and so, you know, are we not in this day and age just as simple as they were then? Like, and I think sometimes we think, oh yeah, that was you know that was back then. You know, that they they were they were lost. They were in that situation. But I think it applies just as much to us right now and today, whether we're disciples or not. I think we are all just as lost. Um, and so. Yeah, I think we have to really accept being lost. Um, I think, uh, Paolo, if you guys were here last week, he preached uh, in Revelation. Um, there's like, the scripture in Revelation that says, these transitions are quite slow. Okay. Uh, it says, You say I'm rich, I have acquired wealth, and do not need a thing, but you do not realise you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. Um, it's quite a deep scripture, it's quite heavy, like, um, but I think. You know, we don't like to be put in that position. We don't like people to say something like that about us because we, we really feel like we want to have it together. We don't, we don't want to feel this way. Um, and so this is this was um, given to John through a vision, um, and this is like what Jesus was saying to, to John through the vision. Um, and so yeah, it's a bit heavy, but we don't yeah we don't like hearing that about ourselves. But I think Jesus really wanted us to know how much God, so how much we need God. Jesus wanted us to know how much we need God. Um, and so, so you kind of think like, what next? Well, what's the next step if, I, if I'm in this situation? And I want to kind of get out of that. Like, how do we seek God? Um, and I think the first idea is to work out what your life is built upon. Like, what is your life built on? Um, and so, if you want to follow Jesus, we actually might have to take some things out of our life first. Right. Yeah. It's not just a case of just you know just just build straight onto it. Um, and so, yeah, it's. it's Interesting. Uh, I've had a chance to work with uh, Rory and Roland on the houses and stuff uh, in the last like, couple of years, which was quite, it's been quite fun. Um, and one project in particular that was quite, uh, quite enjoyable was Roland's shed. Roland, I enjoyed that project. Quite. It was great. Fun. 
Um, so we built this shed in Roland's back garden, um, and so we had to we had to dig a trench out. We couldn't just build straight onto the grass. We actually had to dig out first and then relay the foundation so that it would stand strong. Because if we built it on what was already there, it would just have, like, I don't know where, it wouldn't have been there now probably. <laughs> it wouldn't have worked in the same way. Um, so my next point is excavate and build. Um, and so, yeah, I think the, the world tells us, oh, that is not the right slide, never mind. <laughs> I'm missing a slide somewhere, but that's fine. So the world tells us um, that, <laughs> that we need so many different things to make our life better. Um, and so I was looking at some adverts, so now I'm going on a slide. Um, this is some adverts, for instance, this is an advert from the MacBook, um, and it says, MacBook light years ahead. And it makes you feel behind, you kind of think, wow, I need to, I need to catch up with that, because I'm, 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 I'm obviously behind, and this is ahead. Um, you know, this, this one's pretty interesting, I love cars, and this one says, joy finally has meaning. <laughs> joy finally has meaning, that's a, an Audi R8 GT, really nice car, but I, I don't think that that's really the meaning of joy. I, I, yeah, I think you probably have a smile on your face, but not, you know, it's not going to give you like, that, that eternal, like, deep joy. Um, there's a... Uh, Another one which is like iPhone X. I mean, Apple adverts are all like this, but iPhone X say hello to the future, which instantly makes you think, well, I'm in the past. Like, I, need to, I need to catch up, I need to buy this phone so that I'm in the future with everybody else. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, advertising always tries to complete our lives with things that have no depth. Um, so, I found another quite funny video uh, which I'm going to show you guys now. I'm just a classic busy mom. Yeah, yeah. Husband and I both worked. Thanks, set bail. Three kids. Oh, careful. <laughs> but it was the little things that really drove me to the edge. Laundry that piled up. Garbage not getting taken out. And apparently, everyone in my family thought that light bulbs just changed themselves. Anyway, one day I was making BLTs for lunch when I said, I mean, can you change the light bulb? The next day I was making bacon for the salad, and I said, can you set the tape? <laughs> it was like, oh. Change your life. It's, it's crazy, like, change your life with bacon. That's a, gen- that's a genuine advert. Like, and it's, it's funny because, like, it's, it's, it's obviously a very extreme example of advertising, but advertising always does that to us. Like, it will show us something and it'll be like, you need this to change your life. This will make your life better. If you have this, your life's going to be complete. You're going you're to have, live the American dream or whatever, the, the British dream, I think there is one of those. But. <laughs> Whatever it is, you're gonna live whatever that is. Um, and so, um, yeah, so this is an extreme example, but we do fall for this every single day, and we build our foundation on these, on, on all these things that we can see and touch and, and, and do. Um, and maybe even some of you may build your foundation on bacon, I hope not, but if you do, amen. Um, so, <laughs> so, we're just gonna read in Matthew uh, 19. Um, verses 16 to 24 Uh, it says just then a man came up to Jesus and asked teacher what is the good thing I must do to get eternal life 
Why do you ask me about what is good, Jesus replied? There is only one who is good. If you want to enter life, if you want to enter, if you want to enter life, keep the commandments. Which ones? He inquired. Jesus replied, You shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not give false testimony, honor your father and mother, and love your neighbor as yourself. All these are kept, the young man said. What do I still lack? Jesus answered, If you want to be perfect, go sell your possessions and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away sad because he had great wealth. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Truly I tell you, it is hard for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. Again I tell you, it is easier for the camel to go through the eye of the needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. Um, and so, yeah, in this, in this, uh, in this situation, like, we see that Jesus kind of, this, this guy's life was built on what he had. His life was completely built on these riches. And so when someone tried to take that away, everything kind of started to fall apart. Yeah. It was kind of like, you know, if, if you build your life on, if you build your life on like a foundation or something, it's at the bottom. And if you, it's like a game of Jenga almost. If you take the bottom bit out, everything will fall, but you could get away with taking things off the top. And so if you, if you build your, if you build your life on things like that, um, yeah, it's, it like, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna get shaken by things in the world. Um, and so, and so what he built his life on actually pulled him away from God. Like, that was, that was it. For him it was, for him it was riches and wealth. Um, cause he said, I don't know where these slides keep going. He said, um, you know, all these things are, I've done since I was a child. Like, he kept all these things. Um, but it was just that one thing that actually pulled him away, um, away from God. And obviously we don't know whether or not this, uh, this young man actually inherited the kingdom of heaven. We, we don't actually know. But we know that it would have been very difficult for him to have done that. Because he, as he says, you know, he says when he heard this, he went away sad. Like, he was kind of like, well, okay, well, I can't do that. Because it was such a foundational thing in his life. Um, and so what do we build our lives upon? Um, you know, how will we stand if those foundations are shaken? Um, I think if we build our life on temporary things, like we, we need to like take those temporary things out of the foundation because it will fall. Yeah. It really will fall. Um, and so, yeah, I think like there's a, there's a few examples of different like, different things that often we build our lives on. Um, there's some exam- examples for younger people. I think well, not necessarily always younger people, but. Um, like, you know, there's things like clothes, we build our lives on, we build our lives on, like, like clothes, shoes, attention, approval, grades, even social media, like, oh, how many likes is this getting, how many likes is that getting, you know, can I keep my Snapchat streak or whatever like that, like, people build their lives on these things, and, and you know, if, I don't know if you guys have ever known anyone who's, uh, who's lost a Snapchat streak. That was quite high. I mean, to me, it's like, Whoa. imagine, imagine if you lost your Snapchat streak. It would just, you know, it's one of those things. And, and we build that life on these things. Um, and so, and so I, I, I kind of put on my notes, I put old people. But it's not old people. Older, older, the more mature. It might be, it might be things like careers. You know, we might really just want to want to build that career as high as we can. Or cars. You know, we want to have a better car than our neighbour. Uh, or houses. You know, we want to move to a, to a bigger, better house because we want to look good. And if we build our life on these things, like it's it's gonna it's gonna crumble. Um, and I think, like honestly, when I was writing this, I kind of thought, wow, like, these are a lot of things that sometimes I can build my life on. Like I kind of was like like convicted while I was writing it. I was like, oh okay, <laughs> like because these things just came straight off my head. Because I'm thinking, like, these are things that are important to me, these are things that are very important. But it's very, 
very easy for us to actually build a foundation on these things. Yeah. Um, and so every single thing on here we have to replace at some point or another will get replaced. Mm-hmm. It will never last forever. Like, you know, if you, if, you, if, you, if you have one set of clothes for the whole time of your life, number one, you're not going to be able to fit into it after a couple of years. <laughs> and like, two, you're going to have to replace it. It's going to rip, it's going to get worn, you have to replace it. Um, I think in, in Hebrews 13, 8, it says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Like, if we build that foundation on Jesus Christ, it's not going to change. Yeah. You're not going to have to continually replace it, renew it, refresh it, rebuild it. Um, it's something that is very strong. You know, how many people in the room now have any one of these things? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I think that should be pretty much a full house. You know, very ironic, full house. Um, so <laughs> it should be pretty much. You know, everyone has these things, but. But then, you know, we've all had to replace them or, or change them or repair them at some point. And so if we build our life on things like that, it's just, gonna, it's just not going to work out for us. Um, and so, uh, sort of trying to another scripture. Um, I'm going to do quite a bit of scripture hopping now, but I've got it on the screen. So if you're turning to it, I'll try and slow down. Um, but you're probably tapping anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> uh, so Ephesians 2, 19-22, it says, Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. In him the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which, the, in which God lives by his spirit. Um, so in this, this is Paul talking to the church in Ephesus. Um, and previous to this, uh, the Jews and the Gentiles had a lot of like you know, um, what's the word? Cont- like tension between each other, and they're kind of like, well, are they, are they, you know, are they Christians? Are they not? Are they, well, what are they? Um, and so this is just after um, Paul's kind of reiterating, you know, you guys are one, and he's saying, consequently, you know, we are no longer strangers. You bring them together, and um, and it talks about uh, uh, Christ being the himself the chief cornerstone. Uh, I think I think of the word chief. I think of someone who's in charge. You know, the chief is like at the top. They are, they are the one, they have authority. Um, and I think the word authority sometimes scares us. You know, we don't like authority kind of thing. Authority, okay, that means that someone can control the decisions I make. Um, and so when I was in the school, I got excluded from school quite a lot of times. And most of this was because I didn't do well with the whole authority thing. Like, if someone was like, oh, you need to do this, I would be like, no, I don't want to do that. Like, and I was like, no, I'm not going to, you know. And, and so that would, that would really, that just doesn't work. If, if you don't listen to authority, it, it, it just gets messy and gets confusing. So I was excluded quite a lot of times um, for that um, because I just couldn't, couldn't deal with it. Like, uh, I think it's something that obviously I've, I've matured and I don't get excluded from anything anymore. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think it is, it, when it comes to a spiritual sense, it's something that we have to grow to actually take that authority from the Bible, take that authority from God. Um, and so, and it's like, sometimes you think, okay, so if I have to listen to this authority, surely that means that everything's just going to be worse. Because authority means that there's rules, that means that I can't do this, I can't do that. Uh, I think there is an element of that, but uh, I, I, I really like the scripture in John 10, um, 7 through 11. And it says, Therefore Jesus said again, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have listened come before me are, are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. 
I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Um, and so, yeah, sometimes we kind of think, okay, authority, that, that means that I'm, I'm limited, I can't, I can't do what I want to do. But Jesus here, it's like, this is one of my favorite scriptures because he says, you know, I've come that you may have life and have it to the full. Like, have life to the full. That's like, a, that's a big statement to say to someone, you know, you're going to do this to the full, to the max, put 100% in. Uh, and Jesus wants us to live our life to the full. Um, and so, why would he do things in such a way that we wouldn't be able to do that? You know, he's, his plan is the, it's the best plan, it's the plan that can allow us to do that. Um, and so, Come on, Kevin. Come on, Dad. I haven't written that very well. Okay, uh, moving on to the next scripture. It's in 1 Corinthians um, 3, verse, verse 10 through to 15. Um, yeah, so this is a, this is a final scripture about actually foundations in general and how it comes up in the Bible. Uh, it says, By the grace of God given to me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder for someone else building on it, but each one should build with care. For no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is in Jesus Christ. If anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay or straw, their work will be shown for what it is, because the day will bring light to it. The day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test the quality of each person's work. If what has been built survives, the builder will receive a reward. If it is burned up, the builder will suffer loss. Yet he will be saved, even though, as even though only as one escaping through the flames. Um, so this is kind of talking about building a foundation on Jesus. It's like Paul saying, this is the only foundation that you can build on. It is the only way. It's like he's saying, you know, by the grace of me, I laid a foundation as a wise, build, wise builder um, because God gave, God graciously allowed him to be able to, you know, do his ministry um, after Jesus. Um, after Jesus was crucified and resurrected um, but he's saying you know okay I've built this foundation but you can't you can't you can't surpass the foundation of Jesus Christ like that is the foundation um, and so yeah I think like those are just kind of my thoughts about the foundation I think as a student ministry we're really looking forward to the, the year we just finished Freshers Week um, and yeah I think we're just going to really be trying to make sure we have this firm foundation in our lives um, yeah. and I've got some, like, some closing questions or comments like so do you feel that you need to find God because maybe, maybe it's just a case that you have to find God maybe you don't know who God is and you just kind of think okay, who, who, is, who is this God that we're talking about um, if you've already found him like, do you need to reassess what's going on in your relationship with God do you need to reassess your foundations you know, what do you build your life on do you build your life on a MacBook? Do you build your life on a house, on a car, on bacon? What do you build your life on? So it's, it's, it's important to, to understand what it's built on. Um, and in the, same, in the same way, we have to actually work, what do we need to excavate? Uh, what actually needs to be taken out so from the foundation? It's not a sense of that certain things are, are wrong, but it's a, it's, a, it's a case of like where do we put it in our life? Yeah. Um, because I love bacon, but I would never build my life around bacon. Um, I love cars, but I can't build my life around cars. Um, and so, yeah, what do we need to explain? What do we need to reshuffle? And then how can building 
your life on God change your eternity. Yeah. And I think sometimes we think so short term about these kind of things, and it's like we need to think more into the into the long term of actually, you know, if we're building our foundation on God, that's an eternal, that's an eternal foundation. It cannot be moved, yeah. cannot be changed, like forever, forever and ever. Like, and so some of the day a sermon I can't remember who it was, sorry. Uh, and they and they had a piece of string, um, and essentially they had a piece of string and they coloured it in here. Was it forest? Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and so he had a piece of forest had a piece of string, and he coloured this bit in. And he was like, "This is your life now. This is the part right now." And the rest of the string went all the way around the room, all the way, all the way, and like that's eternity. And so like, why would we build a foundation for this short section when we have? the rest of eternity to actually build a foundation for. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, my, my closing comment is um, don't change your life with bacon. <laughs> change your life with God. <laughs>